Hold on. I got the background sorted out. Give me a second. Is this the right background? Yes, it is. Are you ready, kids? Hello. <laughs> Welcome. I am Javad Malik, a cybersecurity legend and absolute delight to be around and probably one of the most humble geniuses you will ever meet. If you're new, this is The Jerick Show, the weekly show that will make you laugh, might make you cry, and make you think twice before you click on that suspicious email link. Tonight, we'll be talking about three of the most dreaded words in the cybersecurity world, ransomware, phishing, and stolen backups. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to, you know, with your comments and, uh, and love. So if I can find the button. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics poorly presented. Well, that was a bit of a mess to start off with. You're going to think, oh, wow, this is really poorly presented. It's almost as if that's the point. Anyway, uh, let me introduce you to my co-host, uh, the man who I believe was born on a freeway, because that's where most accidents happen. Welcome, Eric Crone. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Um, one of these days, you're going to get the like intro sequence right. I mean, we can't change the tagline. It, it, we're 110 no. episodes or something into this, man. And you still do it. Wait, wait till the end of the show when you go to hit stop. Watch his eyes, folks. He's going to be doing this number, seeing if he actually click the end broadcast button. <laughs> but uh, no, no. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. How about you? You know, this, uh, and I say this not even tongue-in-cheek. This is like the highlight of my week, usually, is when we do this show on Fridays. Um, it's fun. It's great. I am exhausted. Um, woke up in the middle of the damn night again. Um, thinking about wells, like, for your house and water and getting stuff out of the ground. Yeah. yeah. Oh, please carry on. Is, is, no, is the music no. distracting you? I, I'm no? coughing, though, to make up for that stupidity in the middle of the night. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm sure this is why people tune in, because they want to hear all about what... They want to know us, Javad. They don't tune in for the stories. They tune in for the hosts, man. Are you new to this gig? Speaking of hosts, we, we're like brothers today. We're wearing the same shirt. I, I know. And we, yeah. we totally didn't plan this either. That's no, awesome. we didn't. We Whoever didn't. made these shirts is fantastic, smart person. Yeah. It was a very limited run, apparently. It was, yeah. Because immediately after this, the printer that I used to sublimate these exploded. I have a replacement. haven't set it up yet. But these are, yeah, these are special. Cool, cool. Anyway, let's jump into the big, big story of the day. And this is hot off the press. This isn't from earlier in the week. This is this morning. I woke up to this story and it is uh, the Department of Justice disrupts major ransomware group. Uh, this major group that they're talking about is uh, Hive. And yeah. they were uh, prolific and, uh, you know, they they extorted like loads Apparently, they've they made over a hundred million uh, over their time. But what the uh, Department of Justice said, like they they um, cooperated with um, Europol. There were some German authorities, some Dutch, some um, uh, they they were all part of. They, they all got together and done a bit of like collaboration, which is always great when when yeah. you hear of these takedowns. And apparently, they had infiltrated Hive about six yeah. months ago. <laughs> 
And what they were doing, they were warning potential victims prior to them getting breached or getting hit by ransomware successfully. And they estimate they must have saved people over $130 million in the process. So actual numbers to back up something that they're doing. I think this is a great outcome. What, what are your takeaways from it, Eric? No, you know what? I love this. Um, it's about time. And, you know, we, we see this occasionally, but I always got to cheer for it, you know. And I know this was kind of a hack back sort of thing, which is awesome um, that, you know, we're, we're being more offensive uh, against these guys than always Such just an American thing to say, isn't it? Such an American thing to say. Absolutely. Like oh, come on got- now. Got our guns and we went after them. We were on the offense. Hey. The best defense is a strong offense. With a group like this, come on, we can't just sit back and let it happen. I mean, the thing about Hive is, and I think really what brought them to such scrutiny is not only the fact that they are so prolific. I mean, they're they're one of the most active groups out there, but they also enjoyed targeting stuff like hospitals and governments. And, wow. you know, that kind of makes those people upset. Tomato, tomato. I mean, it's it's a bit like if, you, if you're leaving your systems out there for the taking, a criminal's going to come out there. I think it's, you know, I, I'm not entirely convinced that they deliberately went after hospitals just because they were hospitals. They probably went after them because, hey, they're easy to exploit and they've got money to pay. But like with Darkseid, they they hit enough stuff to get law enforcement to look their way yep. and focus on them. I mean, that you know, these are these are still affiliate run programs. This is ransomware as a service. It always is. Yeah. And the fact is they took down the infrastructure. They managed to get all that. They got the keys. They got all that going. Yay. Um, did they arrest anyone yet? I don't think so. Not that I know of. No, no. They, so this is where I'm hoping those six months prior of like surveillance that they've been going. So in that regard, it was a bit anticlimactic. I, I was expecting a tornado of activity like black helicopters over here, yeah. like rappelling down, <laughs> like the, these guys in dawn raids just in their boxer shorts, handcuffed and being led out all starry-eyed <laughs> and everything. That's what I really wanted to see, but hopefully that's well, to come. They, they did say, you know, keep an ear open. So it sounds like they're planning on doing some stuff. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, ultimately, it's it's a lot like whack-a-mole. You know, we, we take the, down this infrastructure the affiliates are going to move somewhere else or they're going to spin up some other little offshoot of this. And, but it does take them out of the game for a while, which is good when you're one of the most prolific ones. Yeah. Problem is there's no shortage of, of other people to jump in. Yeah. That's right. It's it. That's the thing. Taking out the infrastructure. We've seen this happen in the past. It takes Mm -hmm. them out for a short period of time, but you know, they've made hundreds of millions. They have the funds and the resources to regroup again. And that's why I think, Arrests are really what what I want to see. I want to see the key players taken out, not just the 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 actual people, but in Hive, but all their affiliates, like who yeah. support them. They're they're people who launder money for them, and you know who who gave them access to assets or 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 infrastructure and all that. The whole network needs to be dismantled. And I think once you start throwing some of them behind bars for like ridiculous like ten life sentences, then I think you might see it act as a, somewhat of a deterrence. Now, I don't know if you've heard this. I've heard. I don't know how realistic it is. It might just be a bunch of crap, but I kind of heard that they may be affiliated with the Ruskies. Have you heard that rumor? Well, that is a fantastic observation because I think anything bad these days, we automatically (laughs) 
want to <laughs> affiliate with Russia or China or Iran. And oh, don't forget North Korea. Oh, North Korea. Sorry. Yeah, I, I forgot that. It's not no, no longer the, the trifecta. It's more like the cube <laughs> axis. But, you know, it could very well be. But then again, it doesn't have to be. And, and I think we, we just need to be a bit careful with that narrative a bit. Just like base it on facts once you, you have it. If, if it's something that ties back, sure, say it. But otherwise, you, you run the risk of just demonizing Russia. Like anything bad that happens in the world, you want to associate it with Russia. And, you know, sure, the government's doing stuff that we don't agree with necessarily. But that doesn't make, make every civilian or every person in there acting on behalf of Russia doing something bad. So I think we <laughs> just need to be careful. There's some irony to the fact that um, not that long ago, Ukraine was also part of that list in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So funny how the turns table. Sure, that must be a British term. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so CSAP, which have been very busy uh, th this week, they say there was at least two federal agencies that were attacked in a refund scam through RMM. And like you guess, it was phishing emails sent shocker. to people. Oh. Yeah, shocking. And, uh, you know, they, they, they get them to download RMM and it, it, it runs locally, so you don't need admin to, to execute it. And then they got people to say, oh, we refunded you too much money. So can you go log into your bank accounts while they were connected to it? So they got all their access and, you know, they stole money. And that's bad enough. But you think about these agencies and you, you, the fact that, okay, on the surface, this might only be financial crime. Maybe. That's the best case scenario. <laughs> Worst case, it could be that's something where you can think like, okay, if a foreign state unfriendly to the US wanted to get into some federal, uh, you know, offices or what have you, this is a, a really good way to get in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and RMM software, the thing about it, and you'll be, ha you'll be proud of me this week, Javad. I didn't put up the story that I was quoted in. I actually put up the story you were quoted in. Um, oh, I was really in dark reading. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't even noticed it. Yeah. I think well, you're, you're you. down here somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, you were, you were quoted in this one. I was quoted in dark reading, but, but the thing about this is with RMM software, I mean, it runs at basically the, the admin levels, right? It has all these great permissions. It's also a tool that a lot of times gets excluded from the, uh, the security views, if you will, like, like we look at it and we expect it to do funky stuff. So we trust it and exclude it. We don't have it locked down a bunch of stuff. Um, so it's kind of interesting that, uh, that they go this route and, and there's a good reason for it though. It does make it kind of hard to see what's going on. Um, but again, fishing it, it, you know, it's why we work where we work. We don't do this show because yeah. of where we work, but for the love of all that's good in this world, when you start looking around and you start seeing how these things start, it's almost inevitable that it's fishing, which we were fighting you know, 25 years ago. Yep. Yep. You know, BlackBerry released a, a threat Intel report this, this week, a few days ago. Uh, I don't have it to hand right now, but I'm sure we could dig it up again. 
But um, and very nice of them. They they didn't put it behind an info wall or anything. You just click Ooh. it and the PDF shows up. So wow. that's really good. But I was just having a skim read through it again. They, the, all the top actors they were looking at. It's like, well, they're getting through phishing, or it's it's a fake uh, invoice that looks like it. <laughs> you know, it's it's just the same old tactics again and again. So you know, those are things that we need to be focusing on. You know, I I'm not sure. I you know. You know, criminals do not want to imagine a world where phishing does not work because that will be out of business then altogether. You know, it should it should tell you, though, how fundamentally broken um, security, especially in the identity and access management side uh, of the Internet is. Because these people, you know, you can be whoever you want to be, do whatever you want to do. Do you remember back in the early days of the Internet to get a domain name? You had to submit all kinds of stuff. You had to get yeah. like approved through NetSol, right? Network Solutions. Um, they they played a really really tight game on that, and now it's just like oh whatever, you know. Everybody can you know register a hundred, a thousand at a day. Nobody really cares. Like, but it's just it's so fundamentally broken at that level where people can spoof and hide and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's other things too that. And, and this is kind of a side story. I'm working with uh, one of the local uh, tech incubators here. It's called the Tampa Bay Wave. And uh, I was talking to a guy the other day about his startup and what he's doing. And uh, he was telling stories. He's a super host with the Airbnb. And he was talking about how people will rent these things. And he gets like takedown letters all the time from ISPs and stuff because people they connect to the internet and they start downloading all kinds of wacky crap wow. from within the Airbnb. So he gets like cease and desist from uh, Disney. He gets, uh, wow. uh, in one case it was like um, child porn being uploaded from somewhere Eek. there. And it wasn't even the people that were renting the property. They had been to the property, uh, for a party and the Wi-Fi password was actually written on there because it's an Airbnb. Yep. I mean, his his solution is to try to to deal with that sort of thing. But you start thinking about how hard it is to figure out who is who. And, mm. you know, they they do this kind of stuff and he's the one getting beat up for it. It's just kind of interesting how how far we've come down this road. And, and still that part is broken. It is indeed. It is indeed. Wow. You, you, I thought this was going to be like a, a two minute detour. You start going down like your whole life story and 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 woes and everything about. I think I think the coffee just hit a little. <laughs> I'm waking up for the first time today. <laughs> okay, so go to. I mm. I always remember my first computer, the Spectrum. It was like ten print, hello world, twenty go to ten, and uh, you hit yeah. run and it. <laughs> if then, yeah. This yeah. is the one you're actually quoted in. I'm sorry, I was wrong. This is yes, the one you're yes, quoted yes, in. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I did do a quick find on there, and I couldn't find it, and I was like, right. Um, so GoTo is the parent company of... Um, LastPass. LastPass, that's the one, yes. Our multi-winner. <laughs> yes. And not friend of the show. Oh man, you know, but but having said that, go to or last pass if you want to sponsor the show, we'll take your money absolutely, and we'll start saying nice things about you. We have Nicer. no morals. Nicer. We have no morals. Uh, you yeah. know, we, we can consider it like for one week, we can consider it like one of those romantic interludes, get away for the weekend, and then come back and the ghost each other, like never speak again. So, if you want to sponsor us, we'll have to write in the contract, we will overlook two breaches <laughs> that should last about six months, and <laughs> 
you know, the more I, I just see this kind of stuff over and over again with this group. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, it, yeah. yeah. And they got what backups here with the decryption keys and <laughs> oh, for the love of all that's good in this, this world. This is, this is what's the, okay. So to put it in context, I think it's the same third party cloud storage that that got breached that affected LastPass and GoTo. So clever spin there to say these aren't two separate breaches. This is just the one breach by just like ginormous compared to what you thought it was. Yeah, it's all the things. Yeah. And and then they say like, oh, your backups were taken, but do not worry, they were encrypted. And then muttering under their breath, oh, but they also got the decryption key or they took the encrypted backups. But, but they have to figure out how to actually put that in to decrypt <laughs> yes. it. Okay, yes. so you're probably safe. It's all good, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh, this is very good. Oh, someone said, <laughs> look, there you are. If you're a customer and you had any data on there, I would say assume complete breach. You yeah. you are like completely uh, exposed. All of your data is gone. So think about what someone can do with that data. If there's anything sensitive in their passwords, like reset them, move them away, burn them, salt them. I mean, like they should have been salting the past anyway. But, um, you know, just move away from them and, and just assume <laughs> everything's gone and then be hyper vigilant for anything that comes in like these are going to be above average phishing attempts because they've got your data and they can use that to say oh hello i'm calling from one of your partners and there'll be a legitimate partner because the data might be on the, the, the stuff that was stolen and they can could be quoting you invoice yeah. numbers and they can be quoting you stuff so you know it can be really really convincing they can get so, really convincing with that stuff using this yeah the, this stuff this isn't this isn't OSINT because it's not really open source, um, no. but they can build this into stuff that's incredibly convincing. Um, now, on a plus note, this will be interesting to see. I'm going to guess that they're probably going to, oh, I don't know, raise the price like 30 or 40 percent to offset this because that's what GoTo does. Right. Look at look at LastPass. Mm. Uh, it used to be reasonable and they just keep they got taken over and oh, lo and behold, um, I, I I hate to say it because I've been a long time LastPass customer um, and I really liked LastPass. I even used GoTo when I worked at the uh, um, the uh, MSP. We use that to help service people, um, you know, in, in remote situations. And it was great, but it got corporatized somewhere. And clearly their culture is not of one of security. No, clearly not clearly not and then they have the audacity to sell security products <laughs> I, <laughs> I just yeah i don't i don't even know um anymore what to think of this kind of stuff and you and i i mean we tend to be very forgiving when something yeah. goes wrong especially on the first time we're like hey you know what that sucks everybody gets breached whatever and we put a lot of weight in how they respond to these breaches are they open do they let people know what's going on and keep updating things? No, no, not not this group. Hell no. No. I mean, I have to say, this is the first time I... I, I, I mean, I, I was a long-term LastPass user and I just nuked my account. I changed I, I, and I migrated over to a different provider. <laughs> Which is easier than you might think. <laughs> There's actually some pretty easy to migrate stuff. 
It is because uh, the new provider was like, "Who are you migrating from?" And I said, "LastPass." I said, "Oh, just click here and find the instruction." <laughs> Here's it a well-used script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well tested. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's just so good. Don't you wish everything in life was just so easy? Where like you just like click your finger and all your problems just disappear, just like that. And with that, we're wrapping up. So uh, have a good one. Hopefully see you next week. Until then, stay secure, my friends. And I'm not looking to the 